Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Christy. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to the Thanks, Thanks Mom, Mom podcast. Should we do that remember. again? No, it's fine. It's authentic. authentic. I feel like we should just go with it because I just wasn't confident in my entrance, but I never am anymore. So it's Grace, fine. Are you, you need to work on your confidence. I do. But I you're just, just fine. I forget that I don't remember what to do until it's we're in the moment. You know what I mean? Until we're in the moment. There you and go. I'm and like, you want people to know that we're authentic. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, so. It wasn't like we messed up. Sometimes we do re-record it because we mess up. But we still did it in that one. It's it just, still fine. It's, it's all it's good. Fine. How's your week been, Grace? I've been tired this week. This has been a, a I've been full so week. Like, yes. It's been mentally taxing, I feel like, and... Full. I mean, so much so that we're not even recording at a regular time because we forgot. forgot. Like the end of the day on Sunday or Saturday. Well, like, we, we had recorded. We had we had something on Sunday which threw it off, but then we're like, yeah, we forgot, and then like we still the whole week went by, and we, just, and we. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. and here we are on Saturday, and yeah. So this will post tomorrow morning because this. Because this is the type of week and we've hopefully had. We'll still remember to record tomorrow, so we don't run into this next week. Yeah, we're trying to get back on our normal schedule, and we need well, we to batch were good. more. We're just totally. Well, we had forgot. a bunch batched, and that well, was that was because that's because we had um, we were going to be out of you were going to be out of town, so we needed to be at yeah. least one ahead because you were gone one weekend. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. so what else? What's been going on this week? I'm officially I'm less than a month away till my exam. Well, there you go. That's a big deal. How you feeling about that? I've got a lot of work to do. All right, listeners, you heard that. Lots of work to do. So Grace needs prayers. Let's mm-hmm. pray for Grace. She moves into her exam on October 20th. So that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know. I just haven't been sleeping well this week. This morning was funny, though, because I drove Bush and Jaja to the airport because they're flying out of Oh, yeah, this markets. can be your funny story. And, yeah, this will be my funny story. But at first, I just, it was funny because my alarm went off and I really didn't want to get up. I was like, it's Saturday. I finally don't have something I have to be up for except driving them. And like, well, we got back late last night too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I I can just throw on a sweatshirt and my glasses and bring my coffee with me. Like I can just roll out of bed and drive, you know, I'm fine. So my alarm went off. I was like, I'm just going to roll. And I I pulled up Boosh's location because I was like, let's see. She said they're going to be here in a half hour. Do I need to get out of bed right now? And they're still 40 minutes away. I was like, I can lay back down for 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I laid back down. And then I checked her location again. And I was like, yeah, they're 10 minutes away. I need to get out of bed now. And did so, I tell you? Did you see this, though? So well, she texts me. I did. And she's like, Chrissy, we are almost there. Almost there. See you soon. She did. She I texted, texted Grace and she hasn't responded. I know. So I saw the text, but then I was, I literally was just rolling out of bed. And so I didn't answer, but I was getting ready. And then at one point I was like, I probably should have answered. So she knows I saw it. So then I send it and she's like, well, we're in your driveway. Can you open the garage so we can use the bathroom? And she, it opens up and she walks in. She's like, I probably just woke your mom. I was like, what do you mean? She's oh. like, I texted her. And I was like, she might've slept through it. Like, I wasn't sure. No, I, was I, like, heard, it's... I heard my dad talking to Sophie, which was funny. Cause I'm like, because what dad guy is in the Andrew? House. That's what like, I thought at first. I, I assumed, I was like, there's a man's voice. That must be Andrew. He's up early before band. And so I assumed it had to be him. And then later when Sophie came in, I'm like, oh, that's right. Because I was really confused. Yeah. I'm like, who's they talking? They just came in and went to the bathroom. And drew, but then we get there and I was like, okay, because I didn't Sorry. drive to the airport. I just was in the backseat and I was driving their car home. We're going to hold on to their car. And I'm like, all right, Jaja is the key in the front or whatever. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, I was like, is it a key or is Famous it a key fob? Words. And he's like, it's a key fob. It's sitting up there. So th- thank the Holy Spirit that I thought to look 
for it before I pulled away because I hate that you can drive a, a car without the key fob in it. I think that's the stupidest thing. I think as soon as you leave the car without the key fob, it should just turn off so that you realize and don't do something dumb. Because we almost had that. Do you remember when Uncle Andy was visiting and he yeah. drove the van without the key fob? You had it. And thank goodness he didn't turn it off at, and he came back and then realized he didn't have it yeah. the whole time because... He would have gotten stranded. But well, I guess we that's gotten the point stranded, of it. And we didn't have a car with us. Okay. So if there's any so listener there was, out there walk to him that knows why, really far away. that's what I want to know is why. Like, I guess that I can understand, like, I don't know. Maybe I just think it's silly. That's why I'm glad when I got my car, it doesn't have a key fob because it just takes that step out of it of having to remember where it is. Anyway, so he thought it was up there and I'm looking around and it's not there. And I finally look, think to look at the console because I barely had any coffee at this point. So I'm not thinking fast. I'm not thinking rationally fast enough. And because the console says like, key is not in the car. And I was like, could have figured that three out three minutes ago, but I didn't think to look. So then I called them and it was fine. They're like, oh, shoot. And they found it. It was on them somewhere and brought it out and it was fine. I was like, I mean, it would have been fine if I didn't turn the car, if I drove it all the way home, it would have just sat here. We'd just keep an eye on it and pick them up in a different car and they would have had the key. But I was just like, let's just not deal with that drama. Like, so I called them and they brought it. It was just funny this morning. I was like... It's eight o'clock in the morning. I haven't had coffee and I almost drove away without the key fob and it almost went to California and the car would have stayed here in Michigan. <laughs> like, it's all good. It's all so, good. So it was just funny. my funny story, that is my parents though, which is just funny, but <clears throat> my funny story is not really my funny story, but it makes it even funnier or more funny because I don't know if funnier is a word that it's still kind of related to Sophie. So we were at a benefit dinner the other night. And this woman was talking about how she has one biological child and three adopted children. And her adoptive children have all met or been connected with their birth moms and and they make it a special thing. And um, and her I don't know if it how recent it was, but when her biological child was about five, which is about the age of Sophie, she was telling her mom how jealous she was because she wanted an adoptive mom or she wanted a birth mother. And why did she birth has from birth mother? I feel so jealous and left out. All my siblings have birth mothers. And her mom was just like, you do have a birth mother. I'm sorry I disappoint. (laughs) I'm your birth mother. I know. But I could totally see Sophie doing that. Like, why don't I get a birth mom? Like, so that's like, I told you the story last night. My band director one year told us she her daughter's name is Caroline. And so when the song Sweet Caroline comes on, they'll always sing it to her. And also they'll sing Brown Eyed Girl Turk. She has brown eyes. And so she was telling us a story in class one day in high school that she she has a son, too. And one day they're singing either Brown Eyed Girl or Sweet Caroline to his sister. And he's like, why don't I have a song? She gets two songs. Like, he was totally. just like, this isn't fair. Like, and she's like, it didn't ha- It's just they're two it's famous like songs that wrote, wrote it for yeah, you. She's like, there's just two famous songs that happen to go along with yeah. your sister. Like, it wasn't. It was just funny. I she's think like, yeah, he was hilarious. not happy. He just was like, this isn't fair. She gets two songs and I don't have any. That I think that is funny. Yeah. So why don't I get a birth mom? Like, I know. I'm so jealous that I don't have a birth mom. <laughs> like I could totally see Sophie stomping her fit, like what the foot, heck? and like, and I think it was too because before we had left, she was just in a mood, like she didn't want us to go. And then your dad looks at me, he goes, "Sophie would totally do that," and I'm like, "She would totally do that," and mm-hmm. just be like. Well, the, or the just huff, just Peter like, corrected him because he was like, "So what's a birth mom?" So it was Andrew. Oh, then we had to explain it. that. And he's like, and we were like, "Well, like our cousin Maria's adopted. She has a birth mom, and then Aunt Sarah is her mom." Mm-hmm. And he was like, 
Maria's adopted. Yeah. Like, we're like, where have you been? (laughs) Well, he's only eight. He probably doesn't. And he doesn't remember. Like, a lot of us remember when she was adopted. He's younger than her. But it was just funny where it was just like, he's like, wait, she's adopted? Like, which is, she doesn't look weird, like, odd, like a lot different different. than them. Like, every once in a while, some of her her expressions looks like her family. Like, it's just funny when you live with them. Well, some of that, I think, is... Not always hereditary, but kind of learned. Yeah, when you live yeah. with them mm-hmm. and you just... But some of it, it is isn't because that was the neat thing about this woman who was talking about her birth mother and how once oh, she, she met her, they had they had certain, um, yeah, similarities and manner, mannerisms. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. So that's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but there so. have been a few times where like, Maria, you look so much like your dad all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's saying something which yeah is funny. which is cool it's cool so, how the holy spirit works in those ways i you think you can still imitate your parents yeah and just have like biological. a connection yeah. yeah so i think that's really neat so anyways yeah. <laughs> so do you have a holy spirit moment this week I with the one. busyness i was just thinking of one i was like oh this will be my oh. do you have one because i'm try- i have to remember what mine was oh, that's fine oh i remember it i just I had a song come on in the car. I was listening to music when we were driving to Lansing yesterday, and it was kind of a more of an Eastery song, and I almost skipped it because I was like, it's not Easter. And then I was like, you know what? Is that why I you think- were smiling there with your headphones and going? With I your was- eyes closed? Oh, yeah. We kept, all of us started looking at you, and we're like, is Grace sleeping? Or is she listening to No, sleep? I was is feeling she happy? Car sick, so I closed And you were like, eyes. but you had this, like, beautiful, serene smile, and... And I but know. I think the car was like kind of moving because you're and so you were you and Ava like were kind of moving the same thing. But you're just sitting there and Ava's looking at you and Dad and I are looking back and you're just like, like really? <laughs> I don't remember smiling. I just remember I felt you were like smiling looking straight out closed. the window. I felt sick, so oh, I finally was just like, I'm bad. just. Gonna... I could have given you some medicine. It's okay. I just was like, I'm just gonna close my eyes because then there's not that I'm not seeing the car move. Well, anyway, I so, interrupted your story. I, I so, guess sorry. I was smiling too. I was listening to a lot of music and stuff, so I don't know what I, when I was smiling and when I wasn't, but. Um, I don't know, but I was just like crossed my mind where I was like, I should skip this. It's like it. Cause I just found like a, Oh, what have you been listening to this year? Like you oh, can find right. basically like your Spotify wrapped before this is Apple music though. Like before it comes out, mm-hmm. I was like, cause I didn't know what songs I want to listen to. I was like, well, just play me whatever I've listened to this year. Oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. of, of like what I've listened to a lot this year. And I was sh- just shuffling it cause I didn't know what I wanted to listen to. And it, it came out and I was like, I should skip this. And I was like, no. Literally, our whole entire church and calendar is basically built around Easter and Christmas. And every once in a while, I think we should listen to a little bit of Easter and Christmas music, not just at the season. Like, because <laughs> yes. I was like, that's the whole point. Like, we have all this build up for, you know, like Lent and Advent, like mm-hmm. getting prepped for them and them doing them. And then we have short celebrations. But it's like all year we should remember that these celebrations are super important. So I was like, sure. so maybe I will listen to a little bit of Christmas music early, but not all the time. But just like remember but you said Christmas it was Easter. is important. Well, this one was Easter, but oh. I was saying Easter and Christmas. Uh. I was like, you know what? Because it's more than just the season and it's like the thing we're celebrating, we should just listen to a little bit of Christmas and Easter music sometimes, I think. Good for you. And so I just was like, it crossed my mind. I was like, yeah, we can listen to Good yeah. for you. I, I don't know. I was just thing. like, yeah, like we, I think we sometimes separate things into seasons a little too harshly, like too harshly or it's like, oh, it's too early. For oh, that. I and see And that makes saying. sense. I think for just like a, a pagan or not pagan, but just secular is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Like just a secular like season. It's like, yeah, it doesn't feel right for that season. But I was like, no, the reason for our seasons are like the reason for our season. Yeah. Good job. But we have a lot of seasons and it's around like a a certain celebration, a certain important event right. that happened to fall at this time of year. So we celebrate it when it hits that part of the year. But it's still important to remember that that happened and we don't just celebrate it just that one day. I don't know. I was just like, no, the resurrection, 
is always important, not just on Easter. So I'm going to listen to this song about how Jesus rose from the dead. Anyways. Good job. That Good was my job, Holy Chris. Spirit moment. And I'm I was glad. like, and if I want to listen to Christmas music later, I will. I won't blast it all the time. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what my, I'm trying to think about what my Holy Spirit moment was. I guess that's what I was trying to figure out because it was such a busy week this week. And I guess one of it was actually, it was nice that um, when my friends, the schedules didn't work out the way we thought, but we ended up still getting together. And that was such a blessing to me because it's been like really sporadic schedules since the um, school year started, like where we're not in, not everything's in this routine. And then we had some sickness and then, you know, me working from home and trying to figure out that routine and schedule. And then I had of all things, like my computer completely quit my laptop and that had to get repaired. So that like where I thought, Oh, we'll get into this week and, um, it'll be more routine. Like I had known that through last week, things wouldn't really feel normal yet. Cause last week was the first full week of school, not like this past week, the week before. And so then I was thinking that this past week or this week we're, we're finishing now would feel like more routine and it just didn't. And then there was like this because it was busier and I had the snafu with the computer. So I just, even though I wasn't completely behind, I should, you know, I try not to like say that I'm so behind because that's really just a thought I'm creating. And it was just more like, no, I'm not where I want to be or where I desire to be, or I'm not finishing the things I want to on this day, but it's really, it wasn't behind in things. It just has kind of compacted things at the end of this week. So it did feel very full, but then that, that I got to get together with this friend was just kind of I don't know, like the Holy Spirit just going, yep, but I'm still looking out for you and your relationships. And even though this computer thing is an inconvenience and it was good for me to remember that, okay, when this would have happened a few years ago before I'd gained more like life coaching and Catholic mindset tools and stuff, I would have really seen this as like catastrophic or been in a way that I just wanted to complain about it all the time. And I caught myself and noticed that that was great insight for the Holy Spirit. Like, yep, this is an inconvenience and I can acknowledge that this isn't the way I wanted my week to go, but that, you know, I'm not here grumbling and complaining about it. It's just, it is what it is and I'm dealing with it. And the Lord still provided this opportunity to connect with this friend. And I was really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So that was my moment that I could just have that, not just that connection, but also have the realization of how I was just approaching the week, even though it was different than I originally had expectation for. So I was grateful for that. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. So how should we transition into our topic? Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. And then together. Do, 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 do. There you go. That sounds like we're trying to say didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. What is that? I don't know. Didger- Isn't that just a silly word, didgeridoo? I don't know what it's from. Oh, I don't know. I thought that was going to be like some Harry Potter reference that no, I didn't know about. I don't know. I think it's no, it's do, 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 do. or something. Or... Yeah. A didgeridoo. Now Isn't she's going to look it up, folks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know what it what it is but we are going to talk about our faith why we love it so much why we oh it's a like drum. what it, a wind instrument sorry not a drum oh that's why you're a, a wind player do is a wind instrument so it, are we going to start saying that now didgeridoo instead of do 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 oh we'll god no it depends on the, on the mood ran i guess i guess it it will and then i thought you said mood ran instead of the mood we are in and i didn't know what a mood <laughs> ran was so i was gonna have to look that up too so anyway yeah. But, okay, so our faith, what it means to us, and why we love it so much. We mm-hmm. thought that would be a fun topic, 
following the topic of some of our favorite things last week. And all right, Grace, you mm-hmm. want to start? Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, I popped it on I you. I don't know. Like I was trying to think and I was like, sometimes I think I take for granted why I love like that I love my faith and I was like okay what is a why like how do I explain that because I think I just inherently kind of did like I just grew up and I just more and more like the more and more discovered the beauty and the intentionality of everything in the church like Mm -hmm. it's everything's thought out everything's intentional you know because I think a lot of times religion is looked at as like a list of rules you have to do and I think it's good to mix it up and sometimes you're like no there's people who are very joyful to live this that doesn't mean it's always easy but also it's not always difficult either sometimes it's just like wow it's so cool that we have a beautiful church that loves and cares for us and like mm-hmm. thought this out mm-hmm. and anyways so I don't I think I love the church because it's what Jesus gave us to help us go to heaven like the church is our home until well, in heaven as well, but, like, this is the church on earth. Like, this is what brings us to the church in heaven, and it's just a family. It's a, like, I don't know. I'm, like, broad, broad answer. I just love it because this is what Jesus made for us, and it was it's made, ex- like, exactly that. It's made for us. Mm-hmm. This is his will for us is to live in the church, and and he's in his church, and he's guiding us, and that's beautiful. And, you know, we're in, like, the Eucharistic revival right now, so he's in his church in the Eucharist, like, literally physically on earth, and how cool is that? And, yeah, I'm I'm made for the church, and I love that I get to be a part of it. Like, that's awesome. just broad scope. I'll, we can get tighter and tighter. I know. So good opening, it, good opening thought. And I guess my opening thought or my first idea when you're when I was like, let's, yeah, let's discuss something kind of broad in some ways, but just fun that we could banter back and forth was just hope that's been on my mind and, and I've thought about that lately because I've been working through Father Mike's catechism in a year and but also just like with clients I work with and just the difference between just even life coaching secular life coaching versus Catholic and Christian life coaching and the difference is what do I do I bring hope mm-hmm. into people's lives and having them recognize that but also for me to recognize like well why do I love this and because without it there is no hope Mm -hmm. without it without the church without our faith there is no hope and there's so many people in this day and age and in the society we live in that have no hope and to them this is the end all be all and no wonder then your focus is all on yourself and selfishness and how you can fulfill yourself the most in everything and get the most out of anything and I've just been reminded through so many little things lately, if it's talking with a client or Father Mike or reading scripture or the catechism of that, this we're in this transient time. Like, thank the Lord we aren't made for here. You know, we are pilgrims on a journey to get to heaven and we are created to know love and serve the Lord in this life so we can remain with him for all eternity in the next. And that is just beautiful because in the, even in the midst of trials and sufferings, you know, that, that reminder that, yeah, there are going to be trials and sufferings. And thank God we're not made just for this life because there is trial and suffering. And we know that in the next life, like there will be no peer, no pain, no fear, no, no more tears anymore. The Lord has come. Like, I mean, and we will be with him and gazing on him for all eternity, God willing. And so, it's just, I don't know, I've had a lot of little reminders, I would say, in this past month of that type of thing. Like, in the midst of our trials and storms, Christ is present. 
And I've been reading this book lately. I don't know if I told you this, Grace, but this really struck me, like really impactful. I would, I'll say this is one of my profound moments in the last month that the Lord has spoken to me or the Holy Spirit's just really like kind of knocked me upside the head. So I'm reading right now when I go to adoration a lot, um, Heaven Starts Now by Father John Ricardo, Becoming a Saint Day by Day or Becoming a Saint in the Everyday or something. And so I'm only like in the third or fourth chapter because I read it in just small bits and chunks. But he went through this whole discussion about the apostles being in the bottom of the boat and which makes me think of you because mm-hmm. you've we've had that whole mm-hmm. Christ in the bottom. That's of the boat. One of my favorite stories. Right. OK. So I've been wanting to talk to you about this and I don't think I have. So this kind of we'll do it publicly here on the podcast because <laughs> um, we've done an episode about, you know, Christ in the bottom of your boat, you know, like is, you know, knowing and recognizing Christ there. And this was such a a great take because it just kind of built on what you and I have discussed. But they're talking about, okay, so the the storm is raging. They're out on the sea. They're bailing water. They're scared. You know, they are in the midst of the storm, think they're going to die, and Christ is asleep in the bottom of the boat. Mm -hmm. And so what was your reflection briefly on that? Like, what have you already said about that that's impacted you? Just that. Like, the circumstance wasn't going to change, and he was still at... Like, he wasn't... Until they asked him, he wasn't going to do anything about it. He just trusted that it was all going to be okay. But they asked him, and he would calm the storm, because he does have the ability. But, like, I had someone once pray over me and have a... This is when it first impacted me. They had this image in my mind of, I was also in the bottom of the boat with Jesus, and we were playing Monopoly while the storm was going on outside. And it was just like this... You have this much internal peace that you're just playing with Jesus and hanging out while... You know, the storm's going crazy around you, but you're you're just with him and you're trusting and you're okay. And also, I love the image of rest, too, the fact that he was asleep. And rest is something I've been trying to grow in more and more of just, like, being so at peace that you can just rest in your circumstances and that he literally did that. He right. was not just, like, chilling down there, but he was asleep in the boat is what they said. Right, because so. he was sleeping. Right, so it, it, it just takes that. I think this is why it impacted me, too, because you you've shared that with me. Um, about being prayed over, about the, your reflections on that. And it, and it really does incorporate a lot of that. So, so Father Ricardo talks about the fact that the apostles had faith. They, it wasn't that they did not have faith. So here they are raging in the storm. They had faith because, like you said, they knew that Christ could fix it. Mm-hmm. And they went to him. And he talks about, like, they didn't go to him and be like, hey, Jesus, you know, there's a storm outside. Can you help us? They were like, hey, Lord, do you know that there's a storm? Like, wake up. And he's like, why are you freaking out? And he goes, they're like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> we're bailing water here. We're going down. And he was just like back at them, like, don't you realize I'm with you? And they're like, yeah, so fix it, you know, and it's hilarious because he talks in this, you know, it's all like small letters because I'm reading it like, hey, Jesus whispering versus like all caps, like this yelling thing because the storm because the storm is so loud on top of like, who are you? Why don't you get this type thing? But then what is Christ's response? He rebukes them and he says, oh, you have little faith. And so that's when Father Ricardo goes, no, it wasn't that they didn't have faith because they came to say, why aren't you doing anything? Mm-hmm. And his rebuke was, you don't know me. You don't trust me to realize that the only thing that you know of peace is not from me. And so Father Ricardo goes into that. Our society offers us 
peace only in the form of not having conflict. As in, peace means no war. Mm -hmm. Peace means we aren't at conflict. And Christ in this moment was saying, no, there can be peace when I am present, similar to like your reflection, Mm -hmm. and that you don't know and trust me enough that in the midst of conflict, the midst of suffering, the midst of trial, I am present and therefore there is still peace. Mm -hmm. And it was like, whoa, like the way he said just like smacked me upside the head. Like, yeah, how many times in our life do we go? I'm suffering so much. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, I'm, you know, I can't believe, you know, this sickness, this whatever. Like, because earlier in the chapter, you even said, like, we can be fine. We can be with the Lord. Everything's fine. And then we get a diagnosis and we're like, oh, my gosh, Lord, where are you? And the funny thing is nothing changed. The Lord was there when everything was fine. And the Lord is there when there's trials and sickness and suffering. And the difference is us and our trust in God and thinking God isn't there. And and our Lord is saying, no, I, I am here. And the only thing that is different is your lack of knowing me because you believe that the only way there can be peace is to not have conflict or suffering. And it was just a very big wake up in terms of what this hope is in our faith that the Lord never said there wouldn't be suffering or trials or tribulations. He just said he would always be there and he would never abandon us Mm -hmm. and I thought that was so beautiful because that's what we run from in society right is Mm -hmm. all anything that would cause suffering anything because we don't have hope that we aren't just made for this life we are made for the next life and so I think um, that's just really come back to me of like why I love our faith is that it gives us hope that we aren't made for now and all of the humanness and just imperfections of this world it's to purify us to have us ready to be with the lord in the next that reminds me of um you haven't finished the chosen season three yes oh, you i have, have now mm-hmm. okay so yeah. you've seen the walking on the water yeah mm-hmm. i that's kind of like the vibe i got from that mm-hmm. right that right. one is like this whole time peter is just me- or he's still simon is just like mad so angry yeah. at the lord because he's like i do and everyone's like well just have faith he's like no i do I know he can do what, like, there's just, I won't spoil things, but there, there's just a lot of frustrations he's dealing with the, that they've taken a little bit of, like, creativity to that's not necessarily, some of it I think they could tie to, like, a gospel story, and some of it they just made a personal, a bit of a personal backstory. And he's like, no, I do trust him. He can do this if he wants. But why isn't my he? situation. Yeah, very and much he's so. not. Right. And so he's, and he just kind of came to this conclusion of, like, well, he doesn't love me. Yes, he's God, I believe it, but he doesn't care for me or love me because he's not fixing this Right. And so he's like, there's this, you know, last two episodes of the season, he's just kind of there Angry. and he's doing, and he's doing what he's being asked. And he's, and then, you know, the feeding of the 5,000 happens and like, everyone's like, Peter or Simon, what do we do? Like, he's like, if he wants to fix the situation, he will. And then he feeds everyone. And he's just in his mind proving like, cool, like you don't care for me, but you care for these 5,000 strangers, like all this. So he's just angry. And then they go in the boat to cross the water and all of this. And then Jesus walks on the water and he's like, kind of has his breaking point. He's like, if you, if if you're God, then you will hold me up on the water kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like you can do that if you want. And Jesus is like, you're right. Okay. Then step out. And he does, he takes like two or three steps and he's walking and then he gets freaked out by this. And Jesus keeps saying, he's like, don't, don't look at that. Look at me. 
and he instead he looks at the storm freaks sample and then like in the most gentlest way he pulls him out and he's like oh you have little faith why did you doubt like he's like i would have you did have enough faith like to walk to me and you would have been fine and then he calms the storm and pulls him back in the boat and all of this and he like breaks down and they talk and all of it but it was just like a very like different spin on the whole story of like no he did have faith in him mm-hmm. and but that wasn't the he doubted though yeah right. and he still doubted yeah so there was still faith to be had but it was just interesting because i i think sometimes when i like when they put an artistic spin on it because it gives you a different way to like read into what the what the apostles could have been thinking in that moment because you don't yeah. always know you just hear their response and there's a lot of different places that like what's the backstory right right what's and And, i think that part is good because that is very similar to the same one that you know father ricardo is is creating on that part and i did because it's funny that you said that because i did think of that one and that whole episode when i read this this section and it was just yeah very interesting of what's going on in our heart and how are we approaching the lord and our expectations of god Mm -hmm. and i think i think that some I like how you said with our faith, like it was made for us. Like God knows our weaknesses and our expectations. And, and that's why I think I love the sacraments and the smells and the bells because he knows we're human. Mm-hmm. And so he knew we would need something tangible. And I think that's why I love the sacraments. I love within the Catholic Church, like our incense, our smells, our bells, our um, different type of sacramentals like rosary beads different things like that that all when you recognize them even like journals or prayer books like things that we can see we can touch we can smell Mm -hmm. we can hold that apply to the humanist that christ created in his church knowing that he was leaving it to us human beings that would need something in that way for how he created us to increase our faith and to utilize to grow in our faith so that's another thing i really love besides the hope is that there's this these within this um holiness and sanctity and calling us to things that are above things that are greater there's this human side of here are some tools Mm -hmm. to use and then through these tools i will grant grace sacramental grace specifically i'm talking about here to be able to help you grow in holiness and grow in faith so that's another thing i really love and and so grateful and appreciative of i remember um a friend asking in this last year like they were coming into the church at easter um but randomly as things like questions would pop up they'd ask me like wait so why do we do this why do we do Mm -hmm. that like you know was like convicted enough to come into the church but you know still things that you haven't thought of before and one of them was like why during the mass do we ring bells like why are there bells during the and i was like literally i was like it's a simple answer is just like hey you're human you might have zoned out at this point pay attention this is the important Mm -hmm. part like and i loved that it was just an easy answer it's like it's just a reminder to pay attention because this is important well it was also because the people when things were behind the veil to the congregation to know what was happening yeah. that the consecration i mean similar idea but there is a little bit broader yeah. when they couldn't that see that you would have the bells so, so that, that you knew, knew what was going on, what was going on. Mm-hmm. yeah and just, when things were in latin different like yeah. that you knew where you were at so yeah. it, i mean but the same thing yeah, broader yeah the, yeah it so was like I'm, hey this, this is, is where we're important. at this is what's yeah. going on yeah right which i just i love sometimes and like i think that's there's a lot of things like that in the church where there's a simple answer and there's a more complex historical answer like well, like, I remember at one point there was, like, um, in the Byzantine run, I think I remember hearing, like, there was these little, basically, fans that, like, 
because oh, the right. altar servers would like fan the Eucharist, but it's because of there there would be flies that would land on the oh uh, on the yeah practical on um, Jesus or whatever, and they didn't want that, so they were like fan it. But then people also interpreted it like, well, the angels are around during this moment, so it's like angels wings, and they're like, oh wow, oh yeah, sand no, and like you know, and they're like that's true, you can't see it that way, it can't like there's no that's not a bad reason to have this interpret like have an interpretation of it reminds you yeah heaven and earth are are here right now when mm-hmm. the con- when the consecration happens but also just like practically like you don't want bugs on the eucharist so we're gonna fan right the there you like, go you know i don't know or something i might have remembered it wrong but i thought that was oh, kind of clever cool. like i just but there's a lot of things like that where there's a practical and a spiritual reason like and mm-hmm. they both go hand in hand it's not one or the other right like, i, I like it i love the saints I've talked about mm-hmm. that a lot um, yeah. here, but um, that's one of my favorite things is that I love that kind of like what we were saying of like when you um, when you don't have faith and things are just secular, it's hard because you don't have hope for something beyond this. And I love that even when you've died on this earth, there's still, you can still have a relationship with someone who's not on this earth anymore mm-hmm. and that we can have a relationship with the saints and that they still are very much alive in heaven and, and acting it with their intercession um, here on earth and all of that. And I just think it's really, <laughs> I just think it's really cool, I guess. Um, yeah. Be, like, I don't know. I thought of it during COVID times, not necessarily the saints, but like that we had hope for heaven that it was like everyone was so afraid and it's like yeah i don't want to get sick and die or any of this but if i did i know i'd be okay and of course i know like when death actually comes there's going to be probably a more realistic like okay now i'm really facing this and it probably is more scary and you have to work through that when it comes but in the moment when it's not as imminent you're like no but i know there's something beyond this right like and i'm okay and to then also have stories of people who are beyond this world who have run the race well and won Right. And who are helping you do it because they know what it's like and that there can be friendships and mm-hmm. all of that. And there's this video that came out recently that was just talking about, like, do you have your saint friend, basically? And they're like, pay attention to the stories you love, but also pay attention to the ones who keep just popping up. Because odds are is they just like you and they want they're like, yep, I, w- I pick this one to intercede for. I want to work in their life. Like, mm, you know, like that's the, cool. I thought. love that. the I saints, that. And I've had that a few times, like where it's like a certain saint just keeps popping up or something like that. And it's like, mm, I think they're befriending me because I haven't been seeking this out. And they just keep popping up. Like, yeah. Like my St. Anthony story. I don't know if I've shared that one. Mm-mm. Go ahead. I have. There's just like yeah, a year straight where literally every time I prayed the Tony, Tony, please come down prayer. Mm. Like when I lost something small, I found it like 30 seconds later or really fast. And I remember at one point realizing like I used to just pray that whenever. And it was like half the time you'd find your thing, half the time you didn't. And I was like, huh, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I just kept like happening. And I think you did this, tell me this, that. This, like, confidence just grew that St. Anthony was just going to always find my stuff for me, at least during this time. Like, he was just going to come through. And I remember Gracie lost either a rosary or a cross oh, necklace. Yeah. And she was like, I think it's just gone. She's like, but if you could pray, like, it means a lot to me. Like, I'm really sad that it's gone, but I don't think I'm going to find it. And I was so confident. I was like, yeah, St. Anthony's going to find it for you. She's like, no, Grace, I think it, like... I don't remember where she I think she thought she lost it in the laundry somehow but I don't know why she wouldn't think she would have found it then so maybe it wasn't I don't know why but she was like convinced wherever she lost it it was gone or it got destroyed and I was like nope you're gonna find it and like a week later she's like I found it in my sheets I was like I told you and she's like yeah I didn't think I would find that and then like I don't remember if it was before or after that I was like I think this was I was like is this just a coincidence or do you actually like are you like 
befriending me kind of like are you following me around and i was like okay i'm gonna go park in this lot like i was at hope mm-hmm. and i was like and this oh is yeah this always is one full. Yeah. i was like i've ne- i never find a spot here except like if i come here sunday after a certain mass that's when all the other protestant churches are in so everyone's out of this parking lot i was like that's like the only time i find a spot here like this one's always full it's a small lot but it's closest to my dorm i was like so saint anthony if you could find me a parking spot that'd be great i turn in and there was an empty one right there and i was like all right you're i was like you're stalking me and i'm fine with that but it was just like i i didn't have a particular devotion to him i hadn't been seeking him out and every time I interceded, just out of habit, that's just a common Catholic thing a lot of people do is to right. just pray when you lose something, but it's just always happening. And it doesn't happen quite as often anymore in that sense, but I, I just kind of will pray to St. Anthony more now. Like, I know he's on my side kind of thing. And I should, I don't know much about his life. I should look that up, but. Yeah, the I child Jesus know. appeared to him. That's why he's always yeah. pictured with that. And Yeah. So like just things like that where I'm like, yeah, he's one of my buddies and he sought me out. Like, And for sure. me, that's cool that this it's a reminder like there's life beyond this earth and that's proof of that in my opinion that mm-hmm. was him interceding for me right i think the cool thing just quick about saint anthony of that was uh, was talking i don't know a podcaster if i listened to a speaker and but they were talking about how saint anthony has been attributed to lost things but they were trying to bring the attention back that the original was probably that he was attributed a lot of people pray for those lost souls Mm. so people who have left the church people who aren't um faithful and christian and praying for that and that really struck me um looking into that and uh anyway that's something you can look into and that really made me reach out and pray to him in a different way Mm -hmm. for that that he's looking out for where are we lost Mm -hmm. and needing christ and not just the object i've started praying him to help me find like the most like the best way for me to grasp a concept in studying yeah like i was like what are different ways you can find something exactly I was like, help me find the best yeah way to grasp this, i love that you know yeah like so that connects a little bit to like similar because what you're saying you love the saints and the other thing that i really love and it, some of it is about the mass specifically um i love the mass because i love that it's uniting heaven and earth and we receive Jesus tangibly. So it's kind of like all of these things, like we're giving hope, we're re- we have something tangible we receive in the Eucharist, but then also it kind of ties into the whole um, thing that of me listening to Catechism in the Year too, is Father Mike talking about the prayer that really describes the Mass um, is, Lord, accept the sacrifice at your hands, so at the, at the that we're presenting the sacrifice for the praise and glory of your name, so the Lord's name, for our good, so us here, and the good of all the church, including those in heaven and the saints and the whole world. And I just love how in the catechism when he when he broke down and we were going through the mass and the sacraments, it was just those three parts. We are offering ourselves our sacrifices for the glory of the Lord's name, giving him honor and glory, and for us and all of the church, those here on heaven, those in purgatory, and those already um, I mean, those here on earth. So it was like all the, the church militant, the church suffering, and the church uh, uh, glorified. And which always makes me think of my grandma mm-hmm. and those people who have gone before us and praying um, for them and the, their souls. And just, but the how, the un, uniting, because then there's that video too yeah. that I don't know who put out that video, but it oh, like always. The mat, like if, you, if the veil was lifted and all the angels. Right. And, and that at that, that point when we're bringing forth the gifts and how 
all of the angels and saints are coming in for the consecration. And I think of that a lot, too, and how it's uniting those parts of heaven and earth coming together at the sacrifice of the mass. Mm -hmm. And I just really, really love that part and um, part of our faith. And right. And that you're with the departed love and all of those that the saints known, big S and unknown, little S, that we don't know that are interceding for us, that we cannot we don't have that gift and capability of seeing the invisible that mm-hmm. of what's going around is so much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just really um, I love loving, supportive, like just yeah. comforting. That's the word of like that. So there's that, there's that hope and there's the, just the comfort. And anyway, those I are love thinking things. just kind of back to the saints, but with the mass of like, like sometimes I'm like, I can't wait to meet some of these people in heaven. Cause I've, I've just mm. learned so much about them. I feel like I've grown so close to them, like specifically St. Therese of Lisieux and John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait to meet them. But and I'm like, and that'll be in heaven. But I'm like, well, every week I go to heaven when I'm in the mass. And right. like that's oh, for that's me, it's cool. cool to be like, they're here in this room right now, even right. though I can't see them. And like, because sometimes it's annoying when you're like, I love this person so much and I've never physically met them like in person. Right. And it's just like, ah, I remember being in Poland and being like learning more and more about JP2. And I was like, he was so cool. And I just like at one day I was like, I'm so mad he died. Like my <laughs> friends were like, what? And I was like, well, like he died and I was only a little kid. And you know, it still would have been a long shot because he was the Pope. But if he was alive right now, there would have been a chance I could have like gone out to lunch with him or something and talked to him. And then it would be cool because that's all I want to do right now is go out to lunch with him and pick his brain. And I can't do that till I'm dead. Like, it's just like <laughs> I was like, dang it. Why'd you have to die? Like, that's so frustrating. And I was like, and it's even more annoying because he was alive while I was alive. It's not even like Therese was alive, you know, 100 years before I was alive. Like, you know, that's yeah, like, well, that's you did for overlap, sure. right? You know, it's like, dang it. We did overlap. And I was like. And now there's just not an opportunity to go out to lunch. And, th- and they're just like, Grace, you're crazy. I was like, well, Fine. I'm just, I'm I was crazy. like, I'm just annoyed because he has such <laughs> a cool story. And I missed my chance because I was four when he died. <laughs> it's like, so and I would have known better. Like, right. it was just, I don't know. But that's cool for me to be like, well, in the mass, I get to like meet with them and be there. And I think it's, I don't know. I don't, I haven't quite had a loss so significant in my life yet to be like, this is cool. I'm united with them right now. Right. Like, true. True. Um, mm-hmm. Besides like. Yes, great grandma, but I was also still really little when she passed, so I didn't have, like, the relationship you did with your grandma, you know? And so, for me, it's just cool to be like, well, all my heaven friends are here, like, even though I can't see them, and that's cool that I get to be together with them in this way, so. That is awesome. So, kind of, I didn't know you, see, we didn't know what each other was going to say, so it's kind of cool. But I think it's, it's the relationships, too, like, faith, especially those relationships that you have that that's your that's a connection or your or your connection or um that it gives so much more purpose so it kind of ties back to the thing of like secular versus not like i have a dear friend kate who is out and she's you know going through some health stuff right now and but she's been a dear friend of mine for we figured out this summer like 25 years she lives in colorado so shout out to kate if you're listening and um but we just her and her husband kirk like we just pick up where we left off you know, they're friends of ours from med school. They have, they are raising a beautiful family, uh, just solid Christian family, their sons and their daughter. And, but we can just pick up where we left off. And every time we talk, it comes back to faith. And, you know, I have dear friends here in Michigan, you know, those that live close to me and those that live a bit farther, but it's like, there's such a difference to someone that you're talking to who doesn't have faith that it deepens your relationship 
Mm-hmm. It's like, what's really going on with you? You're not just talking about the weather or how your job's doing or how schooling going, but then it's like, well, but what's God doing in your life? Or mm-hmm. where did you see the Holy Spirit moving? And I just love that about commonality of faith, that you have that. And that's why I do mm-hmm. love it so much is that I know those people and I know that they have my back and I have theirs and I'm praying for them. And, um, and, and and then so many of their children that are friends with you guys now or have grown up or had this connection and 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 that it's not always I think that's really a lot of my friends that aren't proximity close to me that is really the thread that's underlying that keeps us not just in touch but when we do connect like my friend Kate but I even think of like my friend Beth Ann and Beth Ann I know you're a listener and you know that when she and I message on Facebook or she gives me a shout out like that she liked this episode or different things like that, that it's like because of our faith that we still keep in touch because Mm -hmm. there's that thread that runs through. Um, You know, I think of like a lot of my college and young adult friends that, you know, like Shauna or Michelle or different people. And even my friend Mary who lives on the other side of town. Why are we still such great friends when we've never lived on the same street or the same neighborhood? Why are you and Claire such, Mm -hmm. you know, good friends and and you're going to her bachelorette party next week. She's getting married in a couple weeks. Like it's because of our faith Mm -hmm. and that common thread. Um, That's like one of my two high school best friends, like my best friends all through college. Like there was a lot of people I remember in college who were like, how are you still that close with your friends mm-hmm. from high school? Like a lot of people started a new leaf in college and wanted to leave behind their high school friends. And I was like, well, because our one, our friendship is really like has been around for a long time. I knew them both before high school talking about Gracie and Annie and other friends in my life. But those two have been like the longest standing ones. And I was like, and two, because our friendship was based in our faith. And that just made the like, that's the main thing is sure. the roots just run deep. And like, you just know you have each other's, you know, back and I don't know. Yeah. It's just really cool where it's like, that's why, like dad said that in the car. He's like, I'm glad you're still friends with your, um, with your friends from high school. And I was like, yeah, because that's not common. Or at least I Mm-mm. saw that later. Like, it was just very interesting where I was like. How they change. And yeah. Yeah. And, and that happens. And like, that's not always a bad thing that they do change. Like I did have friendships that like either changed or just went away after high school because of proximity and so it just depends like who's supposed to be in your life who's not but like the ones that are supposed to be in your life like the strongest ones are usually the ones rooted in faith and then it made me think of i love the saying that's becoming more and more popular um see you in the eucharist oh have you not heard that i haven't where people are like thought that was going to be something about like have you thought of what's the stupid thing going around the oh how often do men think about the roman empire yes why are you so annoyed with i don't know (laughs) i think it's so funny Tries me. Anyway, so go back to see you in the Eucharist. So. Um, just because we're all united in Christ, like the whole church, every time we are in the like consume the Eucharist, we're all one body of uh, Christ. And so even like I love it, especially like when you don't live in the same town, state, country, even yeah. as certain people to be like, but I still see you every week in the Eucharist. Like that's I'm still cool. united we... to you. And so there's something comforting for me right. about that of like, but there's still a connection, you know, mm-hmm. like. I had friends, we did that with, we'll see you in the chapel, at the Adoration Chapel mm-hmm. of that. So it's similar. That was a while back, like, because we would, we found out there was a handful of us that adored in different cities all at the same time. Oh, so that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So so I like that. I like that. kind of cool. It makes goodbyes a little easier. Especially, sure. like, when people live really far away. So, yeah. yeah. Any closing 
thoughts or remarks? I don't know. Just maybe take some time to think about, like, what is it? Like, why do you continue to practice your Catholic faith? Like, what do you love so much about the faith? Not, yeah, like, sometimes there's just beautiful things. Like, I didn't even touch on that. Sometimes it's just I love, like, that beauty so incorporated into the church. Like, literal, physical, visual beauty, you know, and, like, musical beauty. And just there's an importance of it draws us in because it reminds us of the deeper beauty that is invisible that we've touched on a lot and, like, yeah, like, what is it that keeps you coming? Even right. though life can be difficult and sometimes living in the church can be difficult, like, to follow, there's obviously a greater good. And sometimes I don't, we don't always pause to think about what that is. Like, why, why is this worth it to us? Because it definitely is worth it, but I think it's good to name it, you know. Exactly. And, and so that's yourself. what I was going to say, too. Like, if this has struck you, like, we'd love you to, uh, leave, would you leave a review? It's the biggest way for us to grow this podcast, but like what what are your um your love for your faith and what strikes you and why is it important to you and you could leave a review with that in there or just sharing this with someone else that hey this might have struck you and or you thought about that person that is connected to you in your faith and um or you know they have a great faith story that they would like to share or just that this would be an encouragement to them so anyway we hope that it made you think deeper or just um fall in love with your faith again or remember those things that are very important to you so mm-hmm. um, we hope that you would share this with others yeah and we are on instagram at thanks mom podcast there's the thanks mom podcast facebook group on facebook um, you can follow us on all the podcast platforms apple spotify whatever else you listen to us on and you can email us at thanks mom podcast at gmail.com Yes. And if you are looking for an MC or a speaker for your next event, I'm available. You can uh, find my information at www.christinambrown.com, as well as uh, life coaching opportunities. If you're looking for a coach in your life, want somebody to journey with you, I'm your gal. And you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at uh, Christina underscore, underscore, M, underscore, underscore, Brown, or Christina Brown on Facebook, and all of those lovely things. I'll be at the retreat in Orlando, Florida for the Catholic Family Life Retreat in October. So if you're there, stop by my booth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll be sharing a booth with Little With Great Love, and they are a great restoration ministry community that I love to collaborate with. So come make sure you say hello to us there, and make sure you join us next time on The The Thanks Thanks Mom Mom Podcast. Podcast.